The Investigator's Toolbox is here. Are you a licensed investigator, an investigative or security professional? How would you like to gain work-based skills, be more productive, and grow your business? Well, welcome to the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out this industry-changing website that's pioneering into the future today. You can network with other investigators in our forums. You can take a webinar, check out a blog, or read an article to brush up on your skills. You can visit our vast resource catalog of research websites and bookmark them in your own private library. Everybody's talking about the Investigator's Toolbox. This really is the future of networking, learning, and resource management. Check this out. For a limited time, we're offering a legacy discount for new members. If you sign up early, we'll save you 25%. Take advantage of exclusive discounts from site partners like Crosstracks, Delfpoint, PI Magazine, Hetherington Group, ScopeNow, Paraben, and so many more. Just visit the website investigators-toolbox.com and check out the demo video in the Who We Are section. Can you afford 41 cents a day? If the answer is yes, then don't delay. Join the community. Investigatorstoolbox.com. These discounts won't last. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is longtime investigator John LaJoy. John has over 31 years of experience running his business in Massachusetts. John is also the National Director of NALI, the National Association of Legal Investigators. John has started his second term and has some great things in store this next year for all NALI members. Let's join the guys and see what it takes to become a NALI member and how it can help your business. We want to give a special welcome to IDI Core, our newest sponsor. We'll hear more from them at the break. Now, please welcome John LaJoy and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. I am really, really excited this uh, week uh, with our guest. We are talking to John LaJoy, the director of NALI, the National Association of Legal Investigators. John, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm great, Matt. Thank you for having me. It, it certainly is uh, an honor and a pleasure to be on PI Perspectives and uh, speak to your audience tonight. So I'm excited about that. I'm ready to talk about uh, NALI and the PI world. So uh, shoot away. Uh, let's go. Okay. So let's let's talk a little bit about your background because you've been doing this for quite some time. I believe you're on your 31st year. Is that correct? I was licensed in 1989 in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm home-based in central Massachusetts and that's when I obtained my license. I was a, an insurance litigation investigator prior to that. So right. I was in the insurance business. Prior to that, I was in the United States Air Force. Oh, thank you for uh, serving. I thank you very much. Six years, did a uh, couple of years overseas, got out of the military, uh, got my uh, bachelor's degree and uh, set out to join the business world and uh, ended up in an insurance company that showed me the ropes and from there, it was kind of a long five years there, but uh, I learned a lot, and they taught me how to investigate, and I hooked up with a criminal defense attorney uh, while I was there because he was doing a case, a criminal case, so where the civil overlapped with the criminal. Right. And that happens, leaving the scene of a personal injury accident, for instance. Sure. you got a civil aspect of it and a criminal aspect, and I was handling, I investigated the, the civil aspect of it for the insurance company, and he subpoenaed my file because he represented the defendant. 
who was right. our insured. Right. And he said, hey, you do a better job uh, than uh, most police officers. I'd like to have you come in and learn the ropes in criminal defense. Right. So uh, I did do that with permission from the insurance company. And when he had me in, my first criminal case, you're not going to believe this, and maybe maybe your listeners won't, was an actual homicide investigation. So, wow. so that was my first criminal case. Uh, and I can say now I've done at least a couple of hundred homicide investigations uh, for the defense. Wow. And uh, if you can do those, you can do most anything because they're the toughest. They are definitely the toughest. Then I formed my business, and right. which is LaJoy Investigations. It's a legal investigation company and just celebrated the 30-year anniversary. And during that time, I've become involved in associations. I've joined many associations. I've become involved in association positions of leadership both on a local, statewide, and a national level. Of course, right. with Nally being, you know, my love, what a privilege and honor it is to serve and to serve legal investigators and private investigators all over the world. So I'm, I'm blessed. What was the, the, the drive? What, when did you get that aha moment to say like, okay, I'm going to start my own business and uh, I can do this on my own? What, what do you think really pushed you to do that? While I was working for the insurance company as a uh, outside investigator, investigating uh, claims and then complex claims and complex litigation claims and doing some underwriting and, and dealing with coverage issues and whatnot. I would assign out investigations to, to private investigators in Massachusetts. And I noticed that in the central part of the state, there was no real top-notch investigator or agencies. Uh, there were in Boston and there was one in Springfield. And I'm like, why am I hiring these Boston and Springfield investigators to come to the central part of the state. So there was a need. Right. So I recognized that need. Uh, I loved the investigative uh, portion of uh, being an insurance uh, investigator and a, and a, uh, a litigation uh, specialist. But I was settling claims also, negotiating with attorneys, pricing cases up on injuries or deaths, doing complex online casualty claims uh, handling. So uh, I loved the investigative part of it much better. So right. bang, a light bulb went off in my head at about the fourth year uh, at, at the largest insurer in Massachusetts and still the largest insurer, insurer commerce insurance company, uh, which is bought out by Mopfrey. And they're currently a client now and they're a great insurance company. And that's, that's what I credit uh, getting my training right. and also putting in my mind that I could do this. Well, I, I majored in history and uh, political science and philosophy in college. And that didn't give me much business experience. So if I'm going <laughs> to go out on my own, what right. am I going to do? Right. Right. I mean, so I had to figure that out. So what I did was I already had my bachelor's degree uh, and I didn't feel that going back to a college uh, would do it. So, you know, those nightlife classes where you can take, you know, like a three month, once a week, three hour uh, a session classes. Right. And I did that, how to start your own small business. Okay. And I had a sweetheart of a teacher who I still keep in touch with, who told me when I went in for my first class, I didn't have a pen on me or a pencil. <laughs> a slacker. And, and, you know, I asked her, she goes, you know what? People that don't have pens and pencils, all right, they're doomed for failure. <laughs> Loser. And I, and I, <laughs> nice. on, I keep reminding her that, of what she said to me and she has me speak at her classes now. So anyway, uh, she taught me the ropes. 
I did a business plan and went to a bank. I convinced them to loan me $11,000 of an unsecured loan. I took my ESOP from the insurance company. I had about 25,000 bucks. I had a wife, a two-year-old. My wife was pregnant with my second child. And I said, I'm going to leave this secure job. And I'm going to take the risk and start my own small business because I know that I can do this. Nice. I know it. Nice. And I had uh, great help uh, with finances and numbers from uh, uh, CPA. We worked the business plan up, uh, wrote it up, and he did the numbers, walked into the bank. I got the unsecured loan. Don't ask me how. Yeah. And I had to sell myself <laughs> and convince myself. I had the same experience, uh, man. It's no small task, definitely. And especially to a banker. Yeah. I mean, so what do you really do? You know, and you know how I related to that was uh, skip trace on debtors. So, you know, that's one aspect of, of private investigation sure. uh, where you can harness some some business. So, uh, you know, and I made him understand it. And then he, then he finally popped the big question. He says, well, you know what? You're not willing to put anything behind it. You're not willing to, to back it up with, uh, you know, I had a house. Uh, you know, with uh, a lien on your house or, you know, give us some collateral on your house. Right. I said, I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not, I'm not going to put another mortgage on my house. Uh, I'm not going to do that. But you're telling me, what am I giving up? I'm giving up a job that pays great money that's supporting my wife and kids and paying the mortgage. I'm going from that to zero. Right. I'm putting up my life savings. I'm putting my, my children's health and welfare on the line. Right. That's what I'm giving up. Uh, right. uh, it's a big risk, but I'm going to succeed. And I had some clients lined up and I did my homework. I did my research. I did the right things. I made the right moves. And a big move that I made, which, which when the business was successful after a couple of, couple of three years, uh, the Internet was becoming a big deal. Right. You know, there was such a thing called websites. You know, and nobody ever knew what's a website, you know, I mean, oh, wow. You know, I mean, they're out there, but it wasn't, it wasn't on the tip of your tongue all the time. Like it is today. Sure. I remember. Yep. So I went out and I said, you know what? I need a website. And I was trying to pick a domain name. And I said, I got to pick, I got to pick the cream of the crop. I got to pick something like if you're a jeweler, you want jewelry.com. Well, I'm a PI. Let's take a look. And it, it so happened that private investigator dot com was available from network solutions oh, wow. so obviously i was smart enough to you know there's some luck involved in that too sure absolutely uh, uh it was available i scoffed it up and i have turned it into a big big money maker sure. so my website is privateinvestigator.com so if your listeners go to that website you can go to that website and and it's a pretty big website and you can look and see and you can gain some knowledge and experience just from what's written in the website. And there's not one word of it that's embellished. And it's helped my business tremendously I'm sure. financially. Yeah, I'm sure. That's, that's fantastic. And I've been offered some good money on it, too. I bet you have. <laughs> I really bet you have. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you got to think that your background in insurance, uh, just your experience, is, is something that was very attractive uh, when now you're hanging up your shingle because you, you know what to look for, right? So you have that target audience, the, the insurance industry saying, I used to do what you do. I understand what you're looking for. Let me service the account. That's got to be something that's, that is, is very, um, very pleasing. You know, something that makes you very attractive 
I to, can, to an insurance carrier. I can probably, yeah, and I, I completely agree, and I can give you a great example. I think about 65 to 70% of our, our profession, our industry, private investigate, private investigators, private investigation, comprised of law, X, law enforcement. Right, yep. And uh, you know what? They do a great job. I respect law enforcement. I respect the uh, law enforcement officers that retire and then become private investigators and then realize how difficult it is yeah. to get information without a badge versus with a badge. No magic, uh, you know, easy, easy no, of getting information, right? <laughs> no magic, no magic, ease. no magic and, button and, to hit, to get that subpoena. Right. And the point is though, to get insurance company work, you need to know how to read an insurance policy. Sure. Whether you're talking about an auto policy versus a bot policy, which is a business owner's policy, or a garage policy, which services auto dealerships and service auto body shops and whatnot, a homeowner's policy, a commercial liability policy, a general liability policy, uh, uh, a non-owned hired policy, uh, all the different lines of casualty insurance policies that insure folks from a loss that if there is such a loss, that you will uh, be equipped to investigate. So yes, that's where you have it over the XLR enforcement who has no knowledge of how to read a policy to apply the facts of a loss to the terms of the policy right. to determine whether or not there's coverage or not. Um, that, because insurance companies, believe it or not, give coverage investigations intentional acts versus non-intentional yeah, acts. Of course. Stage it's accidents, formulas, man. It's all formulas. Yep. And whatnot. And the bottom line, all right, is if you know that, you have one step up when you're walking when you're when you're marketing or walking into an insurance company to ask them for your business. And if you sure. have the buzzwords, the PIP, you know, the uh, part five bodily injury others, what it and what it covers and what it doesn't like, what is limited collision coverage? What is comprehensive? Uh, what is personal injury protection? Yep. If you know all that and you know those buzzwords, when you're in there talking with them, that's that's a much easier sell. Absolutely. Much easier. So uh, I was trained by a, a, a wonderful group of folks at an insurance company, but that's only one aspect in one genre of investigative private investigation. There's the criminal investigation. There's civil and criminal. Insurance comes under civil. Right. Uh, criminal investigation, and it could come under criminal too, depending if there's fraud. Right. So uh, when we handle SIU fraud investigations at my agency as well, uh, but I'm a death investigator. That's that's my specialty. Right. I specialize in death investigations on both the civil and the criminal side. Right. And usually, if uh, there's a death in Central Massachusetts and it's above the fold stuff, it usually usually ends up on my desk right. uh, one way or the other, either from a plaintiff's side or from insurance defense side or a defendant that's been arrested for a, a, a homicide, uh, be it a, you know, a motor vehicle homicide or a, a murder one. Great. So, I mean, I think those are the differences yeah. and they, uh, if you can certainly uh, sell yourself because of the, your past knowledge and your experience and you become educated and intelligent, and that and that word speak, uh, you can certainly you can certainly sell yourself a lot better to the client 
to the target market or the client that you're seeking to obtain. Right. Right. Okay. So we're going to jump out real quick and just take a, a quick break. And when we come back, I would really like to start jumping into Nally and really uh, expose people to what Nally is and, and the benefits and what they can do. Sit tight. We'll be right back. And uh, we're just going to get a word in from our sponsors. Thanks for tuning into the program this week. I want to talk to you a little bit about Crosstracks. Crosstracks is a big time supporter of the show. They've been on board very early on and I'm very appreciative for the support they've given. So here's a funny story. I was not a Crosstracks user when we started having discussions about them coming on as a sponsor. So I decided to check them out and, uh, you know, I was using Dropbox and kind of doing my own thing and, uh, you know, I have a good sized business. We have quite a few law firms we service in New York and uh, I was like, ah, I don't need this case management stuff. Man, was I mistaken. As soon as I checked this uh, system out and I started really uploading everything and, and using it on a regular basis, man, it has really increased my productivity. My clients are super stoked that I'm using it because uh, it allows them to actually stay on top of their cases and get regular updates without having to shoot emails or make phone calls. They know exactly what's going on in their case, which is something that's absolutely phenomenal. The pricing on it's really reasonable too, you know, and you can build it into your pricing, you know, as like an administrative charge, uh, tack on a couple bucks to each assignment. The client's not going to complain. They're going to understand. They're going to be happy because you're using a, a management system that allows them to have access to their files. It's it's worth it. I mean, I, I've not had one client call me to complain about uh, a, a minimal administration charge that I've now tacked on to, uh, to my invoices. So definitely check them out. Consider it. It's crosstracks.co. You'll see the information in the show notes. So if you're um, not using a case management system, check it out. If you are using a case management system and you don't like what you're doing, or you, you used to use Crosstracks and you want to come back, give them a call, contact them, tell them you're uh, supporting the show and you want to know a little bit more about uh, what they're offering. So thank you everyone again for tuning in and uh, please support our sponsors. It really means a lot. The next issue of PI Magazine is hot off the presses. Make sure you visit PIMagazine.com for all the details. Check out Matt's column on Podcasting 101 and PI Perspectives. Gain greater insight into people, assets, businesses, and their interrelationships with IDI's next-generation investigative platform, IDI Core. Through a massive data repository, advanced data fusion technology, and more intuitive UI, IDI Core uncovers the relevance of disparate data points, providing actionable intelligence to support your investigations. Register for a free trial at ididata.com slash piperspectives or call them at 844-778-1740. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. And welcome, everybody. We are back here on PI Perspectives. Our guest this week is John LaJoy from uh, LaJoy Investigations up in Massachusetts. And uh, John is going here today to talk to us about NALI. So, John, welcome back to the program. Thank you, uh, Matt, and all, all your listeners who haven't uh, 
uh, turns off the podcast yet because yeah. I'm on it. But <laughs> Thanks for a- that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can talk about NALI. NALI, you know, is a, a wonderful organization. Uh, it stands for National Association of Legal Investigators. And that's a select group of folks. Right. And I'm happy to, actually I'm honored to be the, the president and the CEO of the organization. So, you know, the buck stops here, so to speak. Right. Uh, but Nally is not run without a team of folks. And uh, you, you need to put together a team of folks. And we have a great um, executive director in Julian Bale. That's Bale Shirey. I mean, she is, let me tell you, she is as good as they get. Right. So she's been great to work with. Also, the executive council of Nally, which is its board of directors. And Nally is divided in the, in the United States by seven regions. Uh, each region uh, in different parts of the country is, uh, you know, anywhere from five to 13 states in each region and or more, maybe there's 14 in another. And then we have an international region as well, but that wasn't the original part of Nally. The seven regions were, and all the members in each region, they elect uh, a regional director. Those seven regional directors, plus are now our international regional director, sit on our executive council. Okay. I'm the chairman of the board and the uh, chair of the executive council. And there are uh, two other national officers besides myself, uh, an na- assistant national director and a national secretary. That's what governs now right. uh, in the country and beyond in, in our international uh, so, so talk to me a little bit about like the purpose of Nally. What, what, what? I, I know you, you have the certified legal investigator, right? That's a big aspect of it. Yeah, that's that's uh, a program that we have. But right. the mission. What's the mission? Nally is fifty three years old. Uh, Nally was formed in nineteen sixty seven. It's the oldest association in the country for legal investigators. In fact, I believe it's probably the oldest continuous association. Uh, perhaps in the world uh, for uh, legal investigators. In fact, I know it is, and it may even be the oldest continuous uh, association without breaking up or renaming in the United States. (laughs) The purpose of uh, NALI is really to endorse and promote and to also safeguard the highest professional ethics of the legal investigative profession. Also to explore and cultivate and advance those arts and sciences and ethics. It also, the second part is Nally seeks and establishes and promotes a national association in an international region, which will organize and ser- serve and educate members that will enforce canons of ethics and establish the highest standard for the practice of legal investigation. And what what is legal investigation? What is there a difference between private investigation and legal investigation? There is. It's not much of a difference. Right. The criteria is for membership in NALI is that the investigator has to perform litigation support investigative services for those attorneys who are in the private practice of law and or public defender's offices, state, federal defender's offices. So the bottom line is, if you're a surveillance investigator just doing domestics, you're likely not going to get into NALI unless you're doing it for an, a lawyer 
all right, who's presenting it in a court of law. You right. follow me? Yep. So also our vetting process is the toughest vetting process for membership in the business. We assure that you are, in fact, a legal investigator rather than just a, a computer forensics investigator that never goes into court. Right. That, that person's not going to qualify. All right. And I think, you know, the vetting process of Nally is incredible. In fact, that's what uh, draws attorneys to us because the vetting process right. is comprehensive. Right. It mandates a detailed investigation that is accomplished by the regional director of the applicant's region. So somebody from region two, are you from region one? You're a new Nally member. You, you came on board in my first year as national director. I did. And by the way, I was reelected in June. So I'm, I'm pleased and honored for that, uh, that privilege. Well, congratulations. And, yeah. Thank you. And you came on board and you went through the process. I did. Yeah. Went, so, so I can talk on that actually. So I'll take a minute and just say how impressed yeah, I was. It wasn't just, you know, submitting references, you know, getting letters from clients, which I had to do, but, but you guys actually called them, <laughs> interviewed them <laughs> to make sure it was legit, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Uh, you know, the, the vetting process is, is real, you know, uh, listen, well, yeah. that was that. That's one aspect of the vetting process. I mean, the vetting process is a six-page online application that yes, asks yep. you ever, as yep. you remember. Yep. So it takes some time to fill it out, yeah. and uh, you know, it asks every question under the sun. Yeah. Because we want to make sure that we're getting the best of the best. Yeah. You know, so it, and then after that, after the application comes in, uh, it mandates a detailed investigation, but that's accomplished first by the regional director of the applicant's region. So that, that person checks you out and it may be just a, a background investigation. Uh, if you're in, licensed in multiple states in that region, it'll, it, it'll include that sure. and whatnot. Then uh, after that's complete or during it, a personal interview is conducted and sometimes more than once right. with the applicant, along with a requirement of specific and detailed letters of recommendation from hiring attorneys Very true. and or employers. So yeah. we, we want that. Uh, you know, we used to require three. I uh, we changed our bylaws to require two because what's the difference between two and you're going to know, all right? right and right. Um, so we also wanted to make it a little bit less, uh, you know, burdensome on attorneys. Uh, I got yeah. I got to be honest, man. It's a little uncomfortable, at, like asking the client of yours, like, hey, like, do you mind doing this? I mean, like, and just thinking, like, to me, I. I yeah, I got hundred like over a hundred law firms I work with. So and, it's like, and we might yeah. we might even call, all right, call to verify the applicant's investigative acumen and experience. Oh, with you the did? Lawyer. No, you did. <laughs> that I can tell you. You, know? you, you absolutely so, did. Yeah. So uh, and, and then I, a detailed. Yeah. And then after that, Matt, a detailed civil and criminal background national is accomplished. We pay for that. Yeah, that's great. So it's a check and balance on the regional director's investigation. And also it takes some time. So I'd say the application process, we're now processing, it used to take months. Now it's taking a couple of three weeks to four weeks. All right. Because of, because of some of the initiatives that have happened in Nally under my leadership. So, And then the regional director has to approve it. Then it comes to me and I look at the whole thing. Right. And then I finally give the final approval. And then obviously the welcome letter comes and that's when you were ecstatic when yes. you saw my signature did, yeah. on that letter. 
So I was happy to let you in because Matt, you're a very competent investigator. I, well, you vetted uh, me, so yeah. <laughs> and you're, you've proven yourself, <laughs> and you, uh, you're doing good things. So I'm trying, but, man. I'm trying. Thank what, you. what prepared me most for leaving Nally because uh, Nally Nally has 350 or so voting members. We've got associate members. We've got some re- retired active members, although they're retired. There's uh, like uh, 150 or 140 of them. We've got almost 500 people active in Nally, one way or the other. Right. All right. And one of the biggest missions of Nally is the people itself. So the third mission that we're talking about is where a professional association that wants to be inclusive, we want to be diverse. Yep. We, we want to foster mutual trust and goodwill, and we want to establish friendship amongst ourselves yep. so that Nally members know Nally members so that if you want to call John LaJoy in Worcester, Massachusetts, because he specializes in a certain type of, of uh, death investigation that happened in a, it was some self-defense involved in LaJoy specializes in self-defense and your guy was from New York and he was up here and he got in a little fight and, the, you know, he's defending himself. Those Yankee and, uh, fans. You got to watch uh, out for those Yankee fans. That's right. A Red Sox fan. <laughs> you know, he, he tried to beat a Red Sox fan. He really just wanted to push him. Hey, let's he not take sides him. here. Okay. <laughs> he, he pushed him too hard and he hit his head on the corner of a bar and he died. Right. Well, you're going to get arrested for manslaughter bare minimum. Right. And, you know, you but that that Matthew Spare, who's that lawyer who uh, whose family goes to your client and he calls you, and I need somebody in Worcester, Massachusetts, and you're gonna know that hey, John LaJoy's the guy I want to call, yeah. or if I want to have a have an uh, uh, an excellent criminal defense investigation done on a on a federal case in Denver, Colorado. You know that you can call Ellis Armistead and you're going to get a top-notch investigation. You want to be in Fort Lauderdale? You can call Rory McMahon. Right. And also, one of the biggest missions, uh, or perhaps the biggest mission, is the education, the standard. What is best practice? Uh, How do we do this? How do we accomplish it? Well, uh, we hold seminars and we bring in the most world-renowned experts uh, in their field and in the, in genres of investigation to teach everything from photography, DUI investigation, all the way up to railroad crossing investigations, right. railroad accidents, Jones Act maritime cases, airplane crashes, all the way to the simple auto accident. And on the criminal defense side, everything from uh, from a from a simple uh, trespass to rape, armed robbery murder investigation uh, on behalf of, of defendants who have been arrested, some wrongly accused. And that has been borne out by some of our friends uh, and Nally members who took part in innocence project investigations to bring right. uh, folks who uh, had uh, conf- wrong, uh, confessed to murders. A great nonprofit. Uh, yeah, really. And they were, right. And they were the innocence project yeah. and they were proven, they were proven, all right, uh, that they didn't do the deed uh, through DNA evidence and other hard investigation done by the Innocence Project. So, um, you know, Nally members have been involved in that. But yeah. the bottom line is we conduct these uh, these seminars twice a year. And unfortunately, COVID 
Kill Toronto, man. I, I was looking forward to Toronto. I really wanted to go up. Yeah. It was unfortunate, it was a, man. It um, was, uh, you know, that was a first in Nelly's 53-year uh, yeah. history yeah. that we had to cancel an annual conference, and we did it uh, via Zoom, our, our annual meeting, uh, no conference. I'm not so sure how I feel about conferencing, uh, you know, uh, digitally. Right. Um, uh, you know, I think online education uh, classes that has, uh, you know, been edited and been vetted and proven, um, you know, maybe offers a little bit more for investigators than unproven uh, digital conferencing right now when people are just trying, you know, starting it up. And that's not to say it can't be done great. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just saying that I think if somebody's looking for CEUs for either uh, licensing accreditation or for the for your certifications, whether you're a certified legal investigator or CLI, which is NALI certification, by the way, it is the oldest and the most prestigious certification in the profession. There's no question. Very about hard it. to achieve, too, by the way. And it yeah. is. And I, I don't think you'll get anybody, even other folks that certify other associations to to disagree with me yeah. on that. They may fight the good fight and debate the good argument with me. Yeah. But uh, the CLI, there's only 64 of them in the world. Yeah. You know, it used to be over 90, uh, you know, and folks have retired and whatnot. And we're looking to get younger folks into NALI. And that's one of more diversity into NALI. Sure. Younger folks of all creeds and colors, women into the investigative field. Uh, sure. Because I can tell you, there are some fantastic women investigators down about by you, there's Diane Cowan, there's yeah. uh, Kitty Haley. Kitty's uh, awesome, yeah. You know, fantastic uh, Kitty. Oh, my yeah. God. Has she been on the podcast yet? You know, not yet, not yet. I had, uh, Kitty and I had a conversation in New Jersey. I'd actually gone to the New Jersey Association to present, and she drove all the way up from Pennsylvania to, to check me out, which I was honored <laughs> that she would actually make the trip to go watch me speak. Uh, yes, but, but we had a chat. Kitty, and, is, uh, Kitty is one of my closest Nally friends. She's great, yeah. Uh, She's one of my Nally sisters. Yeah. I love her dearly. Yep. Uh, she stayed in my house. I've been to her house. Uh, people like that in Nally all over the country. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, ethics. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Kitty's the, the go-to on that stuff. You know, she really, you know. Oh, ethics. She's the, yeah. she's the guru for ethics. Yeah. And when I was the, what really prepared me though, to become uh, the leader of probably the most prestigious investigative association in the world, at least for legal investigators. I don't want to insult anybody. I'm a member of NCISS, yeah. IntelNet, and sure. whatnot. Yeah. Every, but each of those associations, we all have a different mission. Yeah, everybody serves a purpose. You're absolutely right. That's Correct. a good point to make. The, yep. the purposes are yep. different uh, uh, and whatnot. So Nally's really concerned about elevating the standards of practice sure. and ethics and uh, establishing and fostering mutual trust and goodwill amongst each other so that we can depend upon each other, we can call upon each other, we can put together a team of investigators if necessary sure. to solve even the most complex cases. Well, yeah, you know, uh, now that help you, people. you're saying that, let's let's talk about the, there was, there was one case that, uh, you know, briefly, let's get into it, uh, where, uh, you know, you tapped into your Nally resources to uh, solve the, uns the unsolvable uh question here so tell me a little bit about that case well uh i had a i had a client that had some money he was from ohio when he was seeking an investigator to find his brother uh who had uh uh 
he had uh, deserted from the United States Marines in 1969. Now, mind you, this is like 2003 or four or five, or right in that area. Right. Uh, and so he hadn't seen him in, you know, 30 some odd years. Uh, and he was his only sibling. Parents had died. So he sought out an investigator. God knows how he found me. I think it was through privateinvestigator.com. Hey, no plugs, man. Exactly. But I also want to plug Nally for those <laughs> yeah. of your listeners. Before I forget to do yeah. this. You know, we're going to have it in the story. show notes, but yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> it's www.nally.com. Sure. And we want you to be a member of Nally. Yes. If you qualify as a legal investigator, we're going to welcome you with open arms. Absolutely. And we're looking for people like you, people like your listeners. So yeah. please, please uh, go explore. Nally may not be for you, but if it is, we want you. It's a great association. So we need yeah. you. Yep. So anyway, he came to my office. He called me. He flew in. He told me what it was about. I says, yep, I'll, uh, he says, I'm willing to fly out, talk to you. Well, anyway, after, after hearing the whole story, I took the case. Long story short, nine months later, nine months, and there were ebbs and flows to the investigation, and there were lulls. Right. Nine months later, I found his brother in a federal prison in Atlanta under a different name, date of birth, and social security number. This guy had changed his name. He had gone from Okinawa to stateside to Canada to Mexico uh, to different. Uh, he may have even been in, in South America, wow. uh, back to the States, back to this state, back to that state. You know, in 30 years, is, I mean, you're trying to put together something. You know, you, you got to know what the guy did for 30 years. You know, you got to go backwards before you can go forwards, so sure. to speak. So yep. so uh, I did just that and, and he made a mistake. Well, I knew I knew he had changed his name a number of times. I knew he had used a lot of social security numbers. All right. I didn't have the exact names. All right. But okay. He had never used his real social security number to do any debt, anything, buy anything, credit, anything, get a loan with anything. And you know that our uh, proprietary databases that we have access to after we're fully vetted uh, can provide big time leads on that stuff. Sure. only if somebody uses their real name, the date of birth, and their yep. social. So yep. anyway, he made a mistake. He was using variations of his social security number 10 different times uh, over the 30 years. And, the, and he made a mistake. He used his real social security number to purchase a cell phone uh, in and around uh, near the Fort Lauderdale area. And it was about four and a half months. I kept running databases. And all of a sudden, you know, it was a lull for a couple of months where, where the, the investigation was stale. It popped. Bang. Oh, my God. I got an address in Florida. Right. This address turned out to be uh, a hotel in the Fort Lauderdale area. Well, I need people to check that out. I'm not just going to get on a plane and fly down. Right, right. So who do I call? Kerry Farney, certified legal investigator from Orlando, and Rory McMahon, a certified legal investigator from uh, from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Right. Rory's one of my closest friends. Oh, Rory's awesome. I've seen him yeah. speak. I uh, haven't uh, talked I... to Kerry in a long time, but yeah. he's a good friend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, put them two together and said, hey, we got we got to solve this. We went over every – I even had this guy's photograph aged, 
by an expert at the Center uh, uh, for Missing and Exploited Children in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I start out in Atlanta and I end up in Atlanta. That's you amazing. Know, yeah. Yeah, so amazing. anyway, uh, we, we went, put it together. We found out who the owner was of the hotel. It was somebody that had recently bought the hotel, an Indian guy. You know, it was kind of like a skank hotel, but, you know, close to the beach. All right. And uh, Rory went there and he says, the guy just bought the hotel. He doesn't know anything. Blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I'm going to get the age photos. I'm going to fly down there myself. Uh, I found out the store where he purchased uh, the, the phone at, all right, before I went down there. So I knew where he had purchased the phone because I, I had somebody saw, uh, get the inquiry on that. So I knew the provider, and the provider told me the store that the phone was sold at. I fly down. I meet McMahon. I meet uh, Farney. Uh, these are Nally members now uh, and, and CLIs. And we ended up putting putting Dave Wasser from Miami on it because uh, Miami came into the fray, but um, and he was an alley member right. and uh, and and the CLI. So we got four CLIs, all right, that are that are going to work this case. So we get down to the hotel, talk to the Indian guy again. Now we're scouring by the beach and the boardwalks under the beach, showing these pictures, and one guy says, "Yeah, I've seen that guy." And I had six different pictures, beard, facial hair, no facial hair, short hair, long hair, you know, the works. And he goes, yeah, I've seen that guy uh, around the hotel. And, you know, uh, yeah, that guy, but he hasn't been here for a while. I said, how long? He said, like four or five months. I found out the Indian guy had, had bought the place like three months ago. I said, you know what? I want to talk to the former owner. So we tracked down the former owner. All right. We call him. Me, Farney, and, and and McMahon, we call up Dave Wasser because there was a there was there was a problem. There might have be a problem because somebody said, all right, that I think the same guy or another guy said, you know, that guy might have robbed a bank down in Miami. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So so we're Small like, problem. oh my God. All right. So yeah. So now now well, we got Wasser involved. So I get Wasser up there. So now we all go to see the the former, you know, I think I called the former owner first and I said, Hey, do you remember this guy who was hanging out about this time? He had a room at your place. I think the room, it was in the back of the hotel because we had gathered up enough information. And I think they gave the room number to the, to the store. We had gone to the store. We had saw the room number. All right. I said, the guy by the, you know, I think his name was Bob. All right, but no last name on this, okay? A fake last name, all right? Uh, so he goes, yeah, yeah, there is a guy. There is a guy. I said, we want to show you some pictures. Can we meet you? So he says, yeah, come and meet me over at my house. So we went and met him at his house. I showed him a picture. He goes, wait a minute. He goes into his house. He brings out a huge box, and he pulls out an identification, and he holds with a photo ID. And he holds a photo ID directly against the AIDS photograph, no hair, short hair. And it, lo and behold, it was like a spitting image. And I looked shout at shout the out guy, to Atlanta. <laughs> I looked at the guy and I said, yeah. what, what? And this guy, wow. let's just say it was John Smith on the ID. That's not his real name. Right. But it was John Smith with the hotel address on it and whatnot. Oh. And, I, and I said, hey, you said the guy 
uh, might have robbed. Uh, somebody said the guy might have robbed the bank. He goes, not only did this guy rob a bank, he had to get out of a hotel quick. He didn't take any of his stuff. That's why I have it. Right. All right. He says he was being pursued by the feds. He robbed about nine banks. One right up in this town. I can't remember the name of the town, but it was like 20 miles north of Lauderdale. And he knew he robbed that bank. So we went up to the town police. There's a washer come in because he's ex-law enforcement. He sure. knew everybody. Yep. I mean, Fernie was, but but washer knew the buzz words and lingo. All right. And he gets a police report and we get we get a name. We get a name. We get a date of birth. We get a social. Now, I know this guy is using variations of the social. And lo and behold, there was a variation of the social on the police report. We knew what court. He finally had been uh, nabbed in Miami, and thank God it was the, uh, the Miami Federal Court. All right, so Wasser was really helpful there. All right, so we get in, we pull the file, and there was a uh, pre-sentencing investigation. That's what the feds do before they sentence somebody to jail right. uh, to get a handle on, you know, how long they're going to sentence them for the bank robberies. It's like nine or ten of them. In there, the, it says your background. I mean, it's like a 50 or 60-page investigation right. that the feds do. His background. It was all where he came from. You know, Czechoslovakia, his mother, the same name, his mother, father. I go, this is our guy. Where in the hell is he? Right. Well, we, then we had to track him down in the federal, you know, in the federal uh, prison system. And uh, lo and behold, he was in Atlanta. So right where I started. Right back to Atlanta. Uh, you know. I can tell you it would take another podcast, but getting in to see him because he's in under uh, under the name that he was at the hotel in. Yeah, okay? sure, sure. All right, and the feds didn't even know who they had. Right. They didn't cross-reference the fingerprints of the military. Then they would have found out who he really was and that he was, uh, that he was deserted. Right. Uh, and so we couldn't risk anybody finding that out because a desertion can cause a lot of time in prison. Right. So... Uh, bottom line is uh, I did get in to see him with an attorney and I did get to uh, talk to him through a, a glass uh, through a phone. But, you know, you know, they're recording everything so you can't trust right. it. So right, right. Uh, I talked to him by writing. And when I said to him, I know you're blank, blank through the window with the lawyer there because it was a lawyer visit. Uh, that, that's how we got in. He fell off his rolling chair onto the floor. Wow. And then he had a pen, pencil and he started writing, how did you find me? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, blah, blah, story. blah. I said, yeah. I think your brother hired us. And, yeah, that's, a, you that, know, that's uh, a great story. And then we had to figure out how to get him in. So, right. you know, it was a whole, but articles have been written about that. I've spoken sure. about it. I've given uh, seminars on that, yeah. uh, locate investigation. And uh, there are people out there that would tell you that that was probably the most difficult private locate investigations uh, that anybody uh, in our profession has ever accomplished. And I, it can't be done alone. You can't yeah. do things yourself. Well, and that's why we, we, we bring it back here, right? So it's the resources from Nally that you tapped into, all those folks that you know, that you wouldn't know these people if you were just, you know, John LaJoy from, from Boston or up in Massachusetts, right? Uh, you, you, wouldn't, you, you, would, you wouldn't know these guys. If you're going yeah. to depend upon your state association for business, think again. Right. Now, in rare cases and in some cases, maybe. But the referrals of getting known in Nally, being liked, 
uh, knowing that you're a person of competence, somebody has something in your area, they're calling you. Yeah. And these aren't 200 300 $400 investigations. No, this is media right? stuff, yeah. yeah. This, this, stuff. Is, this is big dollar stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, if you want to join in that circle uh, and be known uh, as a very competent investigator, uh, Nelly can teach you from the inception of when you get your license. We'll bring you, we'll, we, will, we will guide you, we will, we will help you. We will, we will teach you. Nally is uh, uh, an association of, of, of very competent professional legal investigators. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the listserv, which is an amazing yeah, listserv. No, it's just, uh, well, <laughs> amazing like, listserv. I mean, just well, amazing. What are the benefits yeah. of Nally? Yeah. I mean, I mean, those. I suppose you know those are the things that draw people. Sure. Nally charges one hundred and seventy-five dollars, and that's pretty cheap. That's a bargain per year for the many benefits of membership. And I've spoken about the value of membership to you and how it can bring referrals and how you, how you can be taught and how you can become certified to us, a CLI program, which is a benefit to members because you charged a, a lesser, a lesser fee than a non-member. Hey, Nally doesn't discriminate. You want to take the CLI exam and you're not a member of Nally. Come on. We want you. Right. We allow non-members to take, the CLI exam. We care about your competence. Sure. We want to elevate you to be the best that you can be. Not that you're better than anybody else, but that you're more knowledgeable nice. in your area of specialty. Sure. Uh, that that you are a legal investigator that can be counted upon to conduct the most complex of investigations. Yeah. No. There's so, there's, there's there's meat in that. You know. There's definitely so there. the listserv is is another benefit that that listserv. Every, all members of Nally uh, are on a listserv. It's a very professional listserv. It is. No joking, yeah. no flaming, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, it, it is for if you have help or you have a question and you need help, you get the answer uh, from a number of different people within minutes, within seconds. Yeah. And that's how we help each other. You know, and our specialized member directory is available to the public and it's often used by, by lawyers. Uh, and employees who are seeking skilled legal investigators sure. uh, in specific or, or different geographical la uh, location or a specific discipline of investigation. So if you need a legal investigator halfway across the country or, or, or across the world, you go to the membership directory and voila, yep. you can find a legal investigator who specializes in that specific discipline that can help you. Yeah. So I, mean, I think, so That's really the bigger benefits. Definitely all there. And I can say from my own personal experience, you know, quote unquote, joining the club in, in November or December, whenever I, I got that letter, you know, I've already tapped into the resources. I've already used people from Nally to get the job done, right? You helped me on a, on a case, a death case I had I, in, in New York City. I, and and you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, when we were, we ran a DMV and involved a uh, motor vehicle death. You're like something's up with this guy's insurance. It's you know it's there's it's kooky. You know how <laughs> it's going. Did you, I charge you? I I I don't even. If if you did, it was very minimal. <laughs> I mean, it like well, that's the way Nally members treat other Nally members. Yeah, it's and true. It's true. Yeah. And in state associate, there's a little bit less of politics. Although Nally has had its had its ups, ebbs, and flows. Uh, another another down. discussion for another day. <laughs> Right, I have been a two-time president of the Licensed Private Detectives Association of Massachusetts, uh, which trained me well. Yeah. All right, to be 
to become the, the leader of Nally. Yeah, and I've yeah. also been the CLI chairperson. I was a four-year stint there. I served uh, six uh, different terms as Region 1 director, yeah. which is the 13 original colony states you are region. You know, so uh, I have been well-trained, and I'm, I have been well-suited to step into this position. Yeah. And uh, we have done some wonderful things. Nally Publications, the legal investigator, which comes out and publishes, published, uh, two times a year, and you saw the results of our, our of our evergreen issue of the Discover Nally, yep. uh, the legal investigator, which was printed, and it was the first one that has been printed in ten years. Uh, and that that's an evergreen issue that is given to attorneys because what we want to do, given to our members, and it's also given to attorneys, sent to attorneys, sent to other investigators, because right. we want you as members. We want to bring attorneys to your doorstep to give you business. Right. And we want name recognition sure. and we want to increase that name recognition. And that's what the Discover Nally program is all about. I'm the one that birthed the idea of, of the Discover Nally initiative. Um, something that popped into my brain like four or five months before I even announced I was going to run for president, the national director. Um, and uh, Nally, Discover Nally is really my vision. It's a vision. It's an it's initiative great. to bring. Yeah, it's a great initiative. You know, the name recognition, value, unity, diversity, inclusivity, increased membership, enhanced benefits, and yeah. attorney awareness. No, it's all good to stuff. Nally. Yeah, it's all good and stuff. And that way, that way, they're going to call you. Yeah. When, they, when they need an investigator, they're going to go to www.nally.com. They're going to go to the online membership directory and they're going to find an investigator. All right. In Orlando, Florida, they're going to find one in Garland, Texas. So they're going to find one in Boise, Idaho or in Long Beach, California or Portland, Oregon, or they're going to find one in Canada. They're going to find one in Asia. They're going to find one in the United Kingdom that can assist and help them get the job done for their clients. Sure. What we do is we help people. No, you do. You it, know it's that. a great organization, man. And I, I, you know, just being new to the association, just going out to the events and all that. Like I, I love it. I love being a part of it. I'm a big fan and I look forward to many, many more events and, and meeting, seeing people in person again at, at some point. Uh, we're going to wind down here, John. I, I really uh, appreciate your time. Uh, this was great. Uh, that story is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you though, one thing. I, I also am an author. I got a couple of books. Oh yeah. Trials and, and tribulations of a real life uh, 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 private. The, eye, that's, right? the, that's the book. That's yep. the book that you can laugh. You can read, you yep. can laugh. And it's a, it's a true story. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. Tribulations yep. of a real life PI. Yep. And what it does is dispels the myths and tells the reality about our profession in a very, in a memoir and also a, an exemplar style. So yeah. yeah, it's funny. Kitty Haley loved it. She laughed throughout it and, Kitty and whatnot. And uh, you can also go to privateinvestigator.com and sure. check that out. Yeah, but and, and please I'd, do. I'd rather have everybody go to Nelly.com. Yep. Because thank you for for letting me speak about the association that I so love. It's a great one. And that uh, I'm going to lead for another year. So listen, we're going to end here. And I'm just, I want to personally actually thank you for your dedication to this industry, John. Thank you. you Thank you as well. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, just setting the bar, the example, I know like the first time we got to meet in person was down in Tampa 
uh, in January. And uh, man, I was just blown away by your professionalism and just your passion for these codes of, of ethics and, and just having that higher standard. And it comes from leadership all the way down, right? So you've set the bar uh, for doing that. And it just from a guy that just coming in to seeing how things are done there, I was so impressed and not just with you, but with, with everybody in Naui, everybody that was at that event. I mean, it's just like amazing. You're having, I was like Alice in Wonderland, you know, just twirling around, twirling around, twirling around. And then, Oh, this person does this, that person does that. Like this does that. It takes you a know. team. Yeah. It's, it's so great. So great. You can't do it. You can't be successful. You yeah. cannot, you must muster support and you must find a way, even if you disagree to reasonably disagree and then fight for what you really believe in you need to come together as a team and that's what's important because i don't do this alone so i'm very grateful for everybody that has helped me along the way i'm grateful that you had me on the podcast yeah thanks for coming on man if there's any questions i'd be happy to answer yeah we're going to put all your contact information in the show notes um you know obviously they know privateinvestigator.com and and uh nally.com and uh and all that. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we're going to have another uh, episode uh, this Thursday. Actually, uh, we're going to continue our quick hits uh, with osmosis leading up to the uh, conference. But uh, John, uh, again, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll catch uh, everybody on the next show. Take care, everyone. Thanks for checking out the show today. What an amazing story from John on how he used all his Nally connections to break his case. If you're doing legal investigations, you should really consider joining this prestigious association. We also want to thank Crosstracks, IDI Corps, and the PI Institute for Education for sponsoring the show. Have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount won't last long. Got a question or comment about the show? Email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. Our next show is a quick hit segment with Nick Finberg. Check it out this Thursday. We'll be back on Monday with another regular show featuring cyber fraud specialist Matthew Christensen. Stay safe out there, everyone.